Should we do the iCarly intro? Yes. In five, four. Yes, five, four. <laughs> you have a go at me for doing that. I don't know what happened. What can I call our watchers? I feel like we need we need like a name for them. Spider puffs. No, that's my name. Um, that's they I think it, my I, name. I think I think if we give them a name that is cringy, they need to give themselves a name. You know what I mean? Why? Because this is us assuming that we have anyone who's not in the company watching, which I don't know if we do, other than maybe. It's for the bit, Mark. It's for the bit. Do it for the bit. No, because it would be a boring bit. You're a boring bit. You're yeah, boring bit. You're yeah, boring bit. The fuck was that? Well, it's my my uh, my inner demon voice. <laughs> you sound like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the On Cloud Nine podcast. My name is Justin. This is my co-host Mark, and uh, today on the podcast, we'll be talking about theater stuff. Did you really have to shout? <laughs> Was it loud? It was a little bit loud. I was I, excited. I'm excited. I love being on a podcast. I'm excited because we've got a really cool guest coming on later on. Oh, such a cool guest. Do you want we've to talk got, about her? Yeah, so we've got Beatrice Crosby. She played Mrs. Erlin in Lady Winner Miss Fan, which is a show that you can see up on our YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Cloud Theatrics. Um, and it was our winter show last year and it was really cool. And I've also seen the show. Justin has very recently seen the show. Hey, but I saw the show. You saw the show, um, which is awesome. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting Beatrice on. Uh, it's going to be cool. Oh, me too. From what I've heard, she's actually amazing. <laughs> I've yeah. heard all good things about her. I mean, I've only heard good things about everyone in this company, but still. I mean... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> I'm going to die real quick. Yes, but I really did enjoy Lady Mind when mm, I really did enjoy <laughs> I can never <laughs> Lady Windermere. <laughs> I really did enjoy Lady Windermere's fan though. Like it was yeah. genuinely really good. Like I loved the modern take on it because well I didn't know this, but apparently um was it Lady Darlington is actually supposed to be a Lord Darlington? Uh yeah, so um fun fact, the original Lady Windermere's fan, for those who have only seen it on Cloud Theatrics, is actually not gay. Um <laughs> um, and we thought we'd take a little modern twist and we cast the wonderful Ali Rothfield as uh, Lady Darlington and took that sort of new LGBT uh, twist to Lady Winnemiss. I loved, I loved that. I didn't know I it was, it was really a twist cool. until someone told me afterwards, but yeah. I did love that. I thought it was, it was cool. Awesome. It was brilliant. Um, Oh, am I supposed to be talking now? I don't know. What are you saying? Fun fact, uh, even though nobody asked for it, uh, we decided that on our Redbubble, now you can get uh, hashtag Justin Redemption Arc merch. You can get it on a little sticker uh, and I believe a t-shirt if you ever want to um, support Justin's redemption from being a prat to no longer a prat. I don't know what that means. Don't call me words. You don't know what they mean. It means an idiot, Justin. It means an idiot. Then why don't you just call me an idiot? Okay, Justin, you're an idiot. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yes, and Mark was wrong because I did ask for it. Just saying. <laughs> I definitely asked for the merch because I thought it was great. And you guys didn't get it trending on Twitter last episode, and I was very offended. 
all three of you listening to the podcast didn't get it trending on Twitter. And honestly, you should take a long, hard look at yourselves. <laughs> and think, what have I done in my life to come this far to not get hashtag Justin Redemption Art trending on Twitter? Honestly, do better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike, that's a good idea. Tell our audience members to do better. Do you want to have an audience anymore? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, but um, to all of these out there watching, thank you for watching us. Thank you for tuning in every couple of weeks whenever we post these. Um, I know Mark and I are tr- truly, truly loving doing this. And it's just I, so much fun. Yeah, I'm really enjoying sitting down with me, my good pal Justin, and talking to him and maybe one other person for about an hour. Little did the audience know, Mark and I actually hate each other. We just signed contracts. Now we're legally obligated to talk to each other for an hour and a half every day. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if I don't come and do this, every couple of weeks, then Imogen, Imogen Claire will come for my kneecaps. And I'm honestly very frightened about the possibility of that. Oh, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. So we have to sit here, put on these smiles and talk to each other. Pretend that we're friends when we're really not. <laughs> That's such a lie. We talk to each other every day anyway. Literally. Um, uh, so yeah, as we said, the, uh, the guest today, you're going to love her. She has done all sorts, apparently, uh, and I'm really excited to get her on. Oh, oh, I think she's here now. Let me let her in. Here's Beatrice Crosby. (laughs) That's a bad bit. I hated that. Hello, Beatrice, and thank you so much for coming and being on On Cloud 9. We're so happy to have you here and so happy to, like, finally get to talk to you because I have heard a lot about you, but we haven't really got a chance to talk yet. Um, Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um... My name is Beatrice Crosby, and I live in San Diego, California, and I am a company member of Cloud Theatrics, and I love it. Um, I did Lady Windermere's Fan. That was um, the production that I was in at the end of last year with you guys. Awesome. Um, Out of curiosity, sort of, um, how did you, like, initially, like, find the company, like, when we did Open Calls? Um, Emma posted about it. And, um, so I did a Christmas story with Emma in San Diego, um, winter of 2019. And then, um, I follow her on her Instagram and she posted about your guys' auditions. And I was like, oh my gosh, a virtual theater company, (laughs) like saved me (laughs) (laughs) from the (laughs) abyss of, um, just uh, the nothing that was uh, 2020 as far as performing goes. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so then I did your guys' company auditions, and um, it was great to just, even that was so nice to just have something to work on, so. Um, Absolutely. I think this, we all got into it for, I think we all got into it for similar reasons as well, just needing something to do during, like, lockdown yeah. and, like, not being able to perform or do your thing, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Which has been awesome. Um, what was, what was, like, those open calls like then? Um, I remember that... I had filmed some video to send in beforehand. And then I believe the actual audition portion, um, we did like live callbacks, I think. Um, some, I remember I was, did some live singing, I believe, um, like learned some material that was sent. Um, and that was great. I pulled out some monologues that I have not done <laughs> in a very long time. And it gave me a chance to brush them up and get familiar with that again, just because it's something that um, haven't been needed to do really in the last few years. So it was a great opportunity to work on that. 
That's awesome. How does it like, like I know someone like you who, um, you work in this field professionally, I'm assuming. Yeah. So how does it feel now that, cause it's been almost a year now of literally nothing. How does it feel being like, I know it's obviously not the same. It's so different. It's so different, but how does it feel for you doing this theater virtually? It's definitely different, but it feels so good just to be like to have something when I like got the script and was like, yes, something to like memorize and challenge myself with. And um, just to be in rehearsal again felt so good and to get like feedback and play off of other actors. Um, I've never done film or TV really. Um, it felt more like a step into that world than stage acting, which is where I'm more comfortable. Um, but even that was really exciting knowing that, you know, it's like right here. I don't have to be out any bigger than I am. It's, you know, this camera is like a foot away from me barely, <laughs> um, yeah. which was a totally new challenge. Um, so in that way, I feel like I grew a lot in um, an unexpected way, which was exciting. I love That's- that. Uh, yeah, I also love that very much. Very, very much. <laughs> um, sorry, I have to. <laughs> um, what? So, like, so how long have you been doing theatre then? Like, before, like, obviously the world shut down. Like, how long had you been, like, pursuing that as your career? Um, I started professionally, working professionally when I went to college. Um, doing, I wasn't getting cast in the shows at school. So I just was like, well, I'll just do it somewhere else then. Um, so I started um, auditioning at like uh, Fullerton City Light Opera and the other professional theaters in the area, got cast and then just kind of continued that route. Um, I think that was in like uh, like 11 or 12 years ago now. Um, oh, wow, okay. And yeah so then um moved to new york and started doing like summer stock did a few did the first international tour of beauty and the beast um which was a wonderful opportunity we that's awesome went to yeah yeah it was really good <laughs> um that was my first tour and it like blew my mind i like to be able to travel and perform and go to all of these wonderful places and be paid to go to all of these wonderful places and just live there someplace. Uh, we were in Singapore for two months. Um, so they were not like, I think two weeks was the shortest that we were ever in one place. So we were living in these places and working in these places. Um, and I just, it blows my mind even now looking back that that is a part of like, my life i'm like how did i how did i nail that i don't know that is the (laughs) dream i think that's so cool it was really awesome i love that um yeah super grateful for that experience and then did some tours stateside um too which was so wonderful i haven't seen or i hadn't seen a lot of this country until um doing my first national tour and then all of a sudden i got to see all these places i'd never been to in our own like, like the states that I like learned about growing up. And I'm like, Oh, now I'm in Arkansas. Like, (laughs) I never thought I would be here. (laughs) Um, So that was really cool. What shows did you tour with? Um, I did a 42nd Street National Tour. And I did two years on the Grinch National Tour. Oh, that's really nice. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm so jealous. That's really incredible. <laughs> what would you say, like, um, what would you say your best moment was? Like, what was, like, your favorite moment on, like, out of all these tours and all these amazing places that you've been, what was, like, the one place that's, like, stuck out on the one experience? Um, something that really stuck out as, like, a personal, like, accomplishment that I'm really proud of and something that I feel like really challenged me in the moment and um, like I'm really proud of myself for being able to do it was that our during we were doing we did tech in Istanbul um, and then we like had our um, previews and then we opened Beauty and the Beast there and with like all of the changes of like food and time change and everything, the woman that I understudied got sick and I had never had an understudy rehearsal. Um, we just watch the actors do their thing and learn it on our own time and um, are obviously as prepared as we can be, but didn't have any formal rehearsals. And for the first preview, the beginning of the day, the director came up to me and was like, um, you will be going on tonight as the wardrobe and so let's go get you fitted for costumes and i was like okay i can do this and um the wig was too small so they had to like cut it up the back and like stitch an extra fabric so that it would fit my head um because i guess i have kind of a big head um and, um and i had some rehearsals and the team made you know came together and walked me through everything and you know I had done my homework and was ready to go and just had that moment of like when it was my time to go on stage being like okay just step out and do it and I was like I cannot run away and I will not run away <laughs> even though I was like ah um and I and I did it and I'm then after that, I was like, okay, I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a really cool moment and um, taught me a lot about myself, which was exciting. That sounds so cool. Oh, I'm so jealous. That, oh, that's so cool. So cool. <laughs> um, what would a normal, in the normal world, what would a show day look like for you? Um... I typically I'm like doing other things during the day. If I like have a show in the night and I'm like in one place and working, um, then I'll do my normal day routine. Um, I like to be like physical workout or some do a yoga class or something during the day. Um, and then make sure that I'm like well nourished and eat a good meal um, a couple hours before so that I'm not like, um super weighed down um when it's time to go and move around a lot um i like to get to the theater really early um i don't like feeling like stressed or like i can't like i like to like go slow and do my vocal warm-up and just like have a lot of time um because that can be quite a peaceful time um especially like people who are kind of rolling in slowly you know, and you get to say hi and not feel super rushed. Um, and then I don't have to like rush through doing makeup and I can kind of just, then when like everyone starts to come in, then I can like feel comfortable like 
hanging out and chatting and not feel like I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I like to just set myself up to where I can get to the theater early enough so that I don't have to feel overwhelmed by the process. That sounds so nice. It, it's gotta be, it's gotta be at least a little stressful. Even getting there that early, there's gotta be some nerves still. Um, I just, I don't know. I think at the, when a show's like rehearsing or like newly opened, I can feel pretty nervous, but I guess I like really enjoy like creating a routine around like when I get there, how I do my vocal warmups, how I do my physical warmups and like everything kind of follows a structure for me. And it feels like getting up and drinking coffee and brushing my teeth and getting ready, like where it's just kind of this nice flow that I know what's coming next. And I know when I need to have my wig on by, and I know when I need to, you know, get my shoes on and be ready to head backstage. And uh, the routine of it is just very meditative. And um, I really miss it. I really miss that part. I can imagine. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it though. Cause I, I love that answer. You definitely can't, it's very different, I think, with like virtual theater then. So you don't have that same routine. So you have to come up with a whole different routine, I suppose. Yeah. And it feels like now it's happening as opposed to the lead up to doing stage is like you have all of this time with everyone that you're going to be doing the show with. Um, And it's just such a community experience. And we, we kind of did that in like meeting each other on Zoom before Lady Wondermere's fan and getting ready together and like being able to chat with each other before the show starts because it's such an important part of creating that ensemble. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've been working for at least two weeks to a month to a couple months creating this family, this network that you can depend on when you walk out on stage and be like, okay, I trust you. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, and you get to know each other and then um, it's, it's different in a virtual space, but takes a little bit more work to create it, I think, but um, I, I think that somehow you guys, like this theater company has managed to do that. Um, I think so too. I think, I remember I didn't come into, I didn't come into working with Lady Wyndham as fan until near the end, but like by the mm-hmm. time I got there, everyone's already seemed so close and that they knew each other so well, which was crazy considering that half the cast was made up of people that had joined just from open calls. Yeah, uh, I didn't know anybody. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine not seeing you guys. Like, exactly, yeah. Every week, I like was looking forward to rehearsals and looking forward to getting on Zoom and just having that playtime and getting to see everyone's faces. I almost forgot that it was just like through a screen, you know? Like I feel like yeah. I've met all you guys, but I haven't Absolutely. actually seen you in person. <laughs> For sure. Um, how is it like working under Marie? Oh, wonderful. Um, Yeah, the freedom that she gives us to explore without imposing, um, like, you have to say it like this, you have to do it like this, you have to, this is the way the character is supposed to think. She really gives us the tools to be able to explore it ourselves. And then is just like dialing it in after that, where, as opposed to prescribing everything. Um, 
yeah, I think her direction really allowed all of us to flourish and to be uh, our truest version of the character. Marie's the sweetest. I love Marie. <laughs> I, I had no idea Marie was a director until they were like, okay, Marie's directing this. I was like, is she? Okay, awesome. I don't think anyone knew. <laughs> she just kind of showed up and was like, I'm going to direct now. She went yeah. from Dumbledore to directing, which is really cool. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and that's like so funny because I only know her as a director. So then I was like, oh, she, you know, was in these before this. So I was like, oh, awesome. Good for you. <laughs> like, yeah, she was AVPM's <laughs> Dumbledore. Even know she had that. Yeah. 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 I saw footage <laughs> afterwards and was like, oh my gosh, rock on. Yeah. Multifaceted. <laughs> how was it? How was it? So I, I hadn't heard of Lady Wyndham as fan before you guys did Lady Wyndham as fan. So how was it taking essentially like almost the, not the villain, but sort of the almost antagonistic character of that show in some aspects at least um, and like making it your own? How was that like during the process? Um, I personally love those kinds of characters because okay. they are just people um, and they're written, they can be written very one dimensionally where like, this is the villain and they are bad and no one in the show is supposed to like this person. Yeah. Um, because every show needs some sort of like conflict to work against, otherwise there's no play. Um, but I think it's really exciting to just like, if they were the main character and they were the um, protagonist, like if the story was changed to be about them, how would we view them? Like, what are they going through that's making them act out in this way? It's like a very like, like what's the psychology of this person? Um, uh, because that's what's gonna make them interesting. You know, yeah, I think absolutely. a modern audience doesn't sit well with a villain for the sake of being a villain. Like they want to see the humanity behind it. Um, absolutely. I think you portrayed that very well. Uh, I really enjoyed watching good it. answers to these questions. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it just has definitely set the standard up here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for the future. Absolutely. I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh, I hope I'm doing okay. <laughs> You're doing phenomenal. But let's take a step back from like the theater aspect because yes, we're a theater company, but we do also want to know about you. So like, what do you like to do outside of theater? I'm a yoga teacher. Um, and that's one of the things that I was doing. I was teaching seven classes um, a week before want, want, shut down. Mm. But um, yeah, I teach yoga and I just started teaching voice lessons um, for little kids um and i learned to surf last year oh really I love not, to surf. yes <laughs> i am not very good and it's very cold right now so i've not been very much but <laughs> um <laughs> when it's warm yeah interesting like, that's so cool i've been yeah. i've been wanting to take up yoga i just am yeah <laughs> I, I would hey. take up yoga, but I'm very not flexible. Well, so that's would... why you take up yoga. You get flexible. Well, and yoga can also be the practice of sitting and breathing. It doesn't necessarily have to be like yoga has many different forms. And okay. it can start as a, like a mindfulness and meditation practice. And that is still yoga. 
interesting to check that out yeah (laughs) so what what would you say like your plans are then for the future um that is a very interesting question i obviously am planning to return to professional theater if and when it reopens not if but like when eventually it comes back Hmm. um but the quarantine break has also given me a lot of time to realize things outside of theater that I'm passionate about. Um, I, this is the longest break that I've ever had from being involved, like being in an audition or in a show. And there's a lot of things that I really care about in the world that are outside of theater. And it's exciting horribly depressing but also very exciting to have had that space to see like what else can I do what other value can I bring um to the table and so I'm applying to go back to school to um hopefully get a degree in sustainability management to interesting help improve the world because um climate change and the climate crisis is not going away and um, I want to have a positive impact in making sure that we change the way we consume things the way we do business um, to not add to the mess we might be finding ourselves in right now (laughs) yeah Um, that's really cool that's actually awesome I actually kind of like went through a very similar kind of opposite thing i haven't been in theater very much for my like my life mm-hmm. um but i've always been like a music kid and i've we've been going to school for a year and a half as a nursing major but i decided through being in uh covid and realizing and this company that i want to do theater for my life so i've been applying i've been in the process of applying to schools right now which is <gasps> stressful and i hate it but it's, it'll be worth it in the end <laughs> that's Very wonderful exciting. yeah that's fantastic I think this has been like a crazy left turn for probably everyone. I think it's touched everyone in society. And just suddenly we have the space to be like, what do I actually want to do? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what am I actually passionate about? And um, that's wonderful. Good for you. It is applying to school is really stressful. I do not miss this. (laughs) I've been out of school for almost 10 years and I like, (laughs) I am like, I don't want but i will i will make myself do it <laughs> absolutely that's really that's good for you for deciding you want to go back because there's like so many people out there who'd be like oh i'd love to go back to school but like it's been too long or just like they always find like excuses not to but it's nice and or it's like, expensive oh, well yeah that's another one that's a big one <laughs> that's so cool yeah yeah um Mark, do you have any more questions? I, I honestly don't. You've, uh, if you like answer every question we've asked you, you've then like answered like that and like maybe four other questions that I've possibly had within the answer. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so good, so good. A, a lot better than the chaos we had last episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not to call out our three. Um, the three executives of the company. Executives, but we. That's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. It was fine. No. Yeah. 
Well, it was so nice getting to know you, Beatrice. I'm Absolutely. so glad we got to do this. And I'm so glad you um, applied to be on the podcast. Yeah, this Thank is you. great. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Absolutely. Fun. It's been brilliant. Yeah. I love okay, that you're well, doing well, this. <laughs> I very much love it, too. It's, I love this. Highlight, highlight of my, my week. Jump yeah. onto the Zoom and discuss things with new people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so much fun. I can't wait to meet other people in the company. Because, like, last week we had the executives, and obviously me and Mark are both on the staff, so we, we, we know them pretty well. But, like, there's so many people in this company that I know I don't know yet, and I, but I would love to know because everyone in this company is so talented, and it blows me away. <laughs> blows my mind. Like, right? this is an incredible group of people. I'm so excited to be a part of it and to, like – I can't wait for more of your guys' episode to learn more about everyone. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night or d- day, night, af- evening, afternoon. <laughs> Whatever time it is, enjoy it. <laughs> Whatever time it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yeah, that'd be Brilliant. great. Thanks, Bye. Beatrice. Bye. Thank you. Man, she really is amazing. That's, yeah. She, wow. <laughs> I, She's done so much. And she just casually dropped in that she was in the touring production of Beauty and the Beast. International. International. Like, just dropped it in. Like, hey, you know, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure our jaws dropped at the exact same time. There was. In fact, um, can we have an action replay of me and Justin going, both going at the same time? It was ridiculous. Mark, you edit this. You don't have to call for an action replay. You can do it yourself. Future Mark. Edit in me and Justin doing a surprise Pikachu face at the exact same time. <laughs> surprise Pikachu face? Yes. No, but I'm really excited to get to know more members of this company. Like, Definitely. I, I didn't know Beatrice, but now I feel like I know her so much more, especially with those detailed answers. Mm-hmm. She told us everything we needed to know and everything we wanted to know. Um, and, you know, she's such a cool down-to-earth person. I really enjoyed that. Me too, me too. Well, Mark, did, do you know what's next? That we get to talk about today? I believe that we have more information that we can leak. Well, not leak, it's already been announced. But the company is doing a Patreon show of uh, the soundtrack for the musical Six, which is going to be really exciting. And I, I, we did one of the songs in cab, the cabaret. Yeah, so in the cabaret we did Ex-Wives, which is the first number. Um, and so essentially what we're going to be doing is we're going to be creating, I believe it is, eight more videos of all the other songs in the uh, thing, in the show. Um, all the songs will then be going onto SoundCloud for you to be able to listen to. And the videos will be going up onto Patreon for those of you who want to see a little bit of extra funky stuff. Now, do you want to read off the cast list? I can indeed. Um, oh, yeah. So we have got our lineup of Adriana as the Catherine of Aragon. Catherine. <laughs> So yeah, we've got Adriana as Catherine of Aragon. We've got Izzy as Anne Boleyn. We've got Megan as Jane Seymour. We've got Susie as Anne of Cleves. We've got Madison as Catherine Howard. And we've got Emma as Catherine Parr. Got a great, great uh, cast of really talented uh, women. Why are three of the characters named Catherine and two of them named Anne? That seems kind of like poor writing. Because it was the names just... Do you not know what Six is about? No, that's why we're here to talk about it. 
Justin, it was you to tell me about it. Justin, it it was a re, it was a true story. Really? They were they Wait, what kind of true story? Come on, Justin, you are not that stupid. Uh, that's questionable. Um, what kind of true story? What, what was it was about? about it's about the sick. You have to be taking the piss. Just say what it is, and maybe I'll know. Okay, so it's about the six wives of Henry VIII, or the six ex-wives of Henry VIII. Oh fuck! <laughs> you not? This I, has to I be thought a I recognized recognize the name Jane Seymour. Of all of the, that's of the one. All I of the wives you remember, it's Jane Seymour. Don't ask me why, uh, but it just Anne Boleyn recognizable. Uh, oh no, that that one too. That one too. That one definitely too. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured I heard people talk about the show before. Oh, you're so thick. I hate well, you. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a really good show. Um, and I hate you. Um, I'm so sorry. So it's directed by our wonderful Hannah Schill, who, uh, if you don't know, she was also the director of the cabaret that we did. Uh, she played. Uh, Quirrell in uh, our production of AVPM. Um, and then we've also got uh, a whole bunch of people coming in to choreograph different songs because all the, all the, all the numbers have very different uh, feels. So we thought we'd bring in a bunch of different choreographers. So we've got Emma again, the same Emma who's playing uh, Catherine Parr. Uh, we've got Hannah Schill once again, the director. We've got Anna. We've got Bailey. And we've got Hannah, uh, different Hannah, Hannah Meister. And they're all going to be sort of splitting up the different uh, choreograph- choreography um, for the parts. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see the kind of stuff that they're going to be putting together. Yeah, no, these girls are so incredible. And it's the, the team behind it's incredible as well. I think it's going to be really good, really good. One thing I will say is that um, our choreographers are going to be putting a lot of work into making these, these dances look really good. Uh, the same how I'm going to be putting a load of work into editing these videos. Now, these videos are only going to be viewable to people who subscribe to the Patreon. Therefore, if you want to give us the credit that I feel we deserve, check it out on our Patreon. That was so good. Right? It <laughs> was so good. Right? Wow. Yes, yes. Subscribe to our Patreon. It's $3 a month. It's not that bad. Okay, calm down. Thank yes, you. subscribe to our Patreon. It is going to be $3 a month. It's really not that bad. If you can, subscribe and check out the amazing content as well as the video to this podcast. So you can see our beautiful faces. Um, Justin, I think that this is going to be on a different tier of Patreon. Um, and Because if you want to see these six videos that Mark and all these beautiful, amazing people are putting hard work into, you can check those out when they come out in the future. And you can also get all the videos to the podcast. Get to see Mark and I's beautiful faces as many times as you want. And trust me, you do want to see our faces. Great faces. Hell yeah, definitely. I think my dog's yelling at me through my door. So it should be. Yeah, but I'm super excited for six. I'm excited for this whole season. I will say, obviously, we've not announced a lot of it yet, but it's going to be a good season. There's going to be some awesome shows. Yeah. Um, so you guys already know about Redline, um, which has been written by oh, so our good. wonderful Julia Witten. Um, it's written. It has, it's, it's done. has been written. 
It uh, besides some slight um, adjustments that may happen, it's majority of it is it's complete. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be directed by Kenzie. Kenzie Bradley. Who, Mark. Kenzie Bradley. I know her name. I promise. <laughs> um, who, if you don't know, she directed AVPM as well. Um, yes, she's so talented. Show. She's she just knows her stuff. Um, she really does. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic. I know there's a bunch of things that I'm auditioning for in this season, and I hopefully you'll be seeing more of me in this company. Well, as we now know, you are applying to schools to be a a actor. Oh, I did just drop that, didn't I? You did. You told the whole world. Now everyone knows. Yeah, I I even kept that off my TikTok because, but like you know, it's getting closer, so might as well start start leaking my exactly. personal life. Uh, absolutely. My social security number comes next. Uh, can you tell me that before you tell everyone else that so I can buy myself a bunch of presents? I don't think you can get money from social security numbers. I can't ever sell it. That's bad. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should um be discussing uh, some sort of, um what is that, identity theft? <laughs> so the FBI agent currently listening to our Zoom call. God, this is two in a row. It's all a joke. We do this on the last podcast, too. The underlying story arc of the podcast is us trying to avoid the FBI. <laughs> Stay under their radar while under getting up to radar. nefarious deeds. So, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of On Cloud Nine Cloud Theatrics Podcast. Um, if you are interested in seeing more of our stuff, please go to our website at www.cloudtheatrics.com. That is www.cloudtheatrics.com. And if you go there, you can check out our YouTube, you can check out our Patreon, you can check out our Redbubble, in which we have also got Cloud Theatrics uh, on Cloud9 merch. Uh, you can get stickers, you can get duvet covers of me. Um, you can get all sorts. Uh, you can get uh, hashtag Justin Redemption Arc merch, which I know everybody wants at the moment. It's the new hot thing. Uh, I heard it was even trending on Twitter. Uh, I have been your host, Mark James. I'm Justin. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. On Cloud Nine, a Cloud Theatrics podcast is produced in affiliation with Cloud Theatrics. However, not all the views or values expressed within this podcast necessarily reflect the views or values of our company. This podcast stars Mark James and Justin Cachetta. It is edited by Mark James and Justin Cachetta and produced by Emily Foster. Thank you for listening. See you next time.